that sound can only mean one thing, and that is that at least one person has got in contact with the Paddlers Pod and asked us to do an Aussies episode. Macker, I'll tell you what, that sound must bring back a few memories for you. You're in plenty of finals over the years. I, I want to try and find the drums, the drum song that they use now. If we, New drums. <laughs> you didn't know it. The drum song is special. If, if you're not hearing the drum song right now, maybe we'll get it organised by the time the end of the podcast comes around. But Mac, Aussies, the greatest show in surf is done for another year. Firstly to you, mate, congratulations on two fronts. Because firstly, you actually ran the live heat system, which has been celebrated for taking Aussies into the 21st century. In fact, <laughs> um, I might name the guys who, who did email. Greg Bowditch, Emmanuel Freer, and Dean Morgan all got in touch with us asking us to do this episode of the Paddlers Pod. Only three of them, um, but two of them did mention live heats. So, Matt, congratulations on that. Secondly, congratulations on holding on to your Australian title for another year. You are still the open mixed double ski champion because they did not run the event. Oh, that's Mate, how does that yeah, feel? Yeah, look, a bit disappointing. I, I, I do feel for, like, as much as, you know, I joke around that I'm still a reigning champion, I would have loved for it to be contested. Um, I know that they were met with some trying conditions, but, look, I think they may have been able to do a better job at running, running the carnival. That wasn't my forte for the event. They could have maybe scheduled a little bit better to ensure that events weren't left off the program. Having said that, there was there was really only two events that were left off the program. So, you know, so I can sit here and laugh about it all I want. I'm disappointed that it wasn't rung, but I'll uh, I'll take the title again. How good's that? You've only you've won two double ski titles in the last 4 years, but you've had the title for 4 years, of course, <laughs> your double ski title carrying over when COVID struck as well. So, Congratulations to you, mate. There's a lot to talk about with Aussies. So what we're going to try and do Isn't there? is we're going to keep it to ski paddling only. It doesn't include the irons. Uh, <laughs> if you're a board paddler and you want a breakdown of the board races, listen to some board podcast or something. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, there might be a yeah, yeah, yeah. oh Mac. I completely didn't mention this before as well. I mentioned our three favourite listeners: Greg Bowditch, Emmanuel Freer, and Dean Morgan. But I actually had a bloke come up to me from Sandridge Surf Lifesaving Club in Melbourne. You remember I spent a bit of time at Sandridge when I was down in Melbourne around this time last year. I can't remember his name. He came up to me at about five o'clock on Mad Monday and (laughs) he had had about as many beers as I had and said, I love the podcast. You've got to do an Aussies episode. And then his friend came along as well. The first thing she said was, one day I'm going to go sub three minutes. And <laughs> I, love it. I love to hear that. <laughs> so thank you so much for getting in touch as well. So there was five favorite listeners. <laughs> if that is you listening right now, get in touch. We want to give you proper recognition. Mac, we're going to talk the single, the double, and the relays, mainly focusing on opens, but we'll get through the age groups as well. Before we get there, there's two things I want to tick off. One, you're an event manager yourself now. What would you have done? with the forecast and the moving of the event to North Korea. <laughs> oh, how long do we have? Let's let's keep it short and sweet. Look, not long, not long. I think the, inevitably that decision had to be made. I don't know if it had to be made that soon. There was multiple things that were, were pressing that decision. There's obviously some things that they could have done better in moving. I know that car situations were almost... Uh, there was none around. People going to Brisbane to find cars. There was definitely periods there where Broadbeach was more than fine to run a surf carnival. They got ahead of the eight ball. I think whatever decision they made, they were going to be up against the wall based on previous bad decisions, even if this was a good one. 
that's something to note. Whatever decision they made, they were going to get absolutely slammed by people for it. And they certainly yes. did. Matt Bevilacqua and Jet Kenny both getting unfollowed by the official Surf Life Saving Australia Instagram account after their posts. Um, Look, Maka, I think you're bang on there. For me, overall, it was a net positive. I was a bit unsure about it at the time. But at the same time, I also didn't care. I wanted to race. Okay, we got moved to North Kira so bad. I was lucky that I was staying and carpooling with you. But I think maybe for perfect marks, SLSA could have put on some buses to shuttle people down. I know buses were available. We booked a party bus with about a week's notice. So they easily could have got that crew in. There were stripper poles on that thing and there was a bar at the back, right. but it still would have moved bit people of warm up. to North Kira from Board Beach. Um, back my second one that we're going to touch on really quickly before we get stuck into the racing. What about the scrutineering oh, fiasco? Dear. Well, Sam, I'm going to come out and uh, maybe open up a little bit. I didn't actually get my craft scrutineered, so I don't know a hell of a lot, but I have heard... You almost made the fucking final too, actually. God, that would have killed me. Um, no, I couldn't, which we'll touch on. I, I, I was ended up paddling a ski that was scrutinised to make the final, so wouldn't have happened. Oh, we'll, touch on that. we'll touch on that shortly, <laughs> but yes, I, I hear many a stories. There's people with, you know, to the extent of them duct taping pine needles to the side so it would pass the jig in terms of how wide the ski would be obviously skis that have been passed years years and years gone on are now too narrow and look i really don't think that that's a problem with the ski manufacturers uh, there was a lot of talk about the jig may being a new jig but we'll never know for certain but yeah look probably a bit of a cock up ridiculous the whole <laughs> thing was ridiculous for me the whole system should go as well yeah we need to make sure that skis are on weight i definitely love that but as for width and all that kind of stupid shit that you actually could duct tape a pine needle to your <laughs> ski tom norton lined up in the final with duct tape of a pine needle against his ski slsa said that was safe enough for the ski to pass whereas previously it wasn't stupid absolutely stupid and that whole system needs to be looked at in fact, Mac, bit of a negative to get stuck into, but mate, there is some positive stuff for us to be chatting we'll about. Talk about racing. Let's begin. Let's throw the arms over. Let's make it happen. Let's get into it. So this Aussies ski paddling special is being brought to you by the team at Vi Kobe. For you Australian surf life-saving athletes, it's almost time to rug up and get stuck in. So head to vikobe.com. For everything that you need there. We're going to kick things off with the Open Men's Single Ski, the premier race for ski Oof. paddlers. And after lining up on our Paddlers podcast just a week earlier, Jackson Collins has gone back to back. He won the final ahead of Ben Carberry from Corumban in silver. Maxi Brooks going back to back bronze medals in third. Jim Walker, we'll chat about him in just a moment, was fourth. Corey Taylor, fifth. Greg Tobin, six. Now, Mac, before we get stuck into the final, I really want to quickly mention the paddlers who didn't get into the final <laughs> because there was some real talent that didn't actually get there. Lockie Tame, Riley Fitzsimmons, Jamo Porter, Noah Havard, Sam Norton, they all spring to mind straight away. Luke Morrison. Gee, we could keep going at this for a really long time. Keep and my going. point being was that the surf was up. Let's start on that. How fun was it racing in actually solid surf? How amazing was it? It was great to have uh, some surf to contest with. It was quite funny jumping on. I was very slow to get going, but it didn't quite matter. Everyone wooed up, slowed up in that gutter because they knew the back bank was looming and it certainly delivered in many races and you've just rattled off some names that were obviously uh, 
came off second best to the back bank and unable to get out in time and around the cans, some even um, coming a cropper and, and falling off on the way in based on the surf size. So, look, it was it was nothing short of entertaining and, look, it was about the only reason I got through any round. The surf dropped off for finals day and that really set the stage for what we did kind of foreshadow a little bit and that was a drag race between Jacko Collins and Mitchell Trim for the gold medal. They both got through that inner story really well. You can see that video online if you haven't caught it yet. But Tommy Norton, Mac, actually, we should mention him. When Tommy got through that story still on Trimmy's wash, I actually was commentating the race at the time and thought, this is on. Like, Tommy could come through here. But in the end, it came down to one wave that broke in front of both Jacko and Trimmy. For me, it was really hard to split them before that moment. Jacko was further south on the line. The wave broke further out for him. Trimmy copped it on the lap and got driven backwards. And that was it. Jacko came in on a wave of his own. He was so comfortably in front. He patted his skis. He came across the line. That was a good celebration. Uh, We haven't seen that one very often, but I love that celebration. (laughs) And he etched his name into history as back-to-back champions. That is an incredible, incredible achievement, Macca. Yeah, I mean, not many people have done it in the world of surf life-saving paddling over the years, and it's it's so hard to do the rounds that you have to go through. Um, the surf, obviously, this time that you have to contest with. I will say that um, going out, paddling out, we're dealing with North Kira. We got relocated there. There's a long right-hand point break that breaks. If you're on the southern end of the line, um, up around that 16th spot, sometimes you're favoured, and that was the line I was taking, hoping that the waves, as they wash through... The, um, the people would get dragged down and then be forced to, to deal with the oncoming water and you'd sneak around the back after the set had come through and um, vice versa. It worked for others when if you're on the right-hand side and the set was just starting, if you're on the left, you'd be able to sneak around before it started. And it was really that that, you know, was the was the theme of the weekend. And, you know, wherever you were at that time was sort of dictated on how you were going to get around. And once you did, it was pretty much smooth sailing to the beach. And, and that's what Jacko did. Yeah, once he got through that wave and he looked across and saw that Trimmy was getting pushed backwards, that was when he dropped the hammer. And that turn of speed to that first can was incredible. The way the cans yes. were set up was that once you got around that second can, you were actually picking up a wave. One came perfectly for Jacko. So... Look, you've got to do the work to get in that position. Really, only Trimmy and Jacko had the speed to get to that point off the start and a really worthy winner. Um, just quickly on Trimmy, it was heartbreaking to watch, to be honest. And not the fact that he was beaten, but just the fact that once again, he was kind of just luck was not on his side. And he, for me, was by far the fastest paddler yeah. across the Aussies. What he did in that semi-final, everyone throughout the rounds, when a set came, you mentioned it there, waited for the set to go. Trimmy attacked it in that semi. He ducked under a set. That bravery and that turn of speed to be able to do that for me was the most impressive bit of paddling I saw that weekend. So Benny Carberry has always been an incredible ski paddler. It just seems right that he actually gets a medal. And Maxie Brooks, like the guy wrote himself off coming into Aussies saying he's unfit. Back-to-back bronze medals, unbelievable. His Aussies before that, he won the Open Ironman. So it's not like... He doesn't deserve it. Like, he is... Yeah, he hasn't dropped too far from the tree. For eh? me, he's probably the best natural racer that gets around in, in all of all of surf life saving in the men's side of things. It's just incredible. Last year was dead flat. This year's six foot, and he's managed to get third in both. So definitely 
top tier pedigree. I mean, Jacko did the same thing in both conditions and, and won it. Jim Walker in fourth place, 50 years old. If you missed Jacko across the line, he was a wave in front, so you could have done that. And you saw Jim cross the line, you might have thought that Jimmy had taken it out. But that, that was really nice scenes to see Ben run down and celebrating. And Jimmy's words uh, when he was on the live stream uh, speaking about his fourth place finish after were really nice as well. We have a lot of fun with Jimmy. We both really are close with Jimmy too. And it's, it's unbelievable. Like he's 50 years old and he got fourth in the open ski. Whatever happened with waves coming through and guys getting cleaned up, he should be really proud of that. Corey Taylor, huge result in fifth. And Tobin, Greg Tobin in sixth. Well, he had an incredible Aussies as well. So, mate, that rounds that up. The open women's ski. Again, I was in commentary calling this one. And I don't know, I feel like a bit of a Nostradamus. But I did actually have the audacity to say before it started with this star-studded field. It's a race between Danielle McKenzie and Gemma Smith just like it always is. Mm-hmm. And that's what it ended up being. Wow, mate, that was... They've had some incredible battles. They've both spoken about it on this podcast now, but that's probably their best. Just like, always. That was sensational racing for the two of them. Danielle McKenzie, the Australian ski champion once again. She claimed gold. Gemma Smith from Newport in second, just inches behind. Hannah Minogue yes. from Buller. How good was it to see Hannah back in the mix? She no doubt would have been hoping for a little bit more surf come finals day, but she showed that she has it in the flat nonetheless. Kirsty Higginson from Corumban was fourth. Carly Northern from Surfers in fifth. And Ella Beer from Avoca in sixth. Ella, for moments in that final, when they got through that inner shorey, looked like she was on her way to causing an upset, but the surf just not quite helping her out in that one. What, do you, what else do you say about Danielle and Gemma? It's a uh, tale for the ages, isn't it? It seems to just be, like you said, they're always there, and you know that that's how it's going to end up. And there's nothing that anyone, not everyone tries to, to put himself in the mix, and they do. Hannah, Ella, like off the start, at the finish... But at the same time, they're always just there battling out. They're right next to each other. They do have similar, but still very different paddling styles. You know, Gemma are a little more technique focused based on the kayaking she's been doing. Danny, pretty erratic. Um, and I paddle a double ski with her. And, you know, I'm, I'm almost at the front trying to keep up the rating. And it's, it's really interesting to see the different dynamics as they paddle around. Um, they've both got extreme surf skills. There's no lying about that, but you know, they're always at the front throughout every race each season. Doesn't matter if the race is one minute long, one hour long, a day long, no doubt they'll be within one second of each other. So, you know, it's a great rivalry that I'm, um, I'm really happy to be bear witnessing to, to be honest. No, I think we'll be talking about the two of them a long time into the future. So it came down to a sprint finish. They were both on the same wave, just the two of them drag racing to the very end. And it was Danielle who got her. She just seemed to get down that little run um, a little bit earlier than Gemma. It gave her that kick that she needed and she wasn't looking back. Uh, We're going to be seeing them go head to head again this weekend in Foster. Um, No doubt that's going to be another ding-dong battle. We'll quickly have a look at the junior ski results. Joel Piper from Maruchidor winning the 19 men's ahead of Noah Steiner and Zale Outram. Noah from Wanda, Zale from Noosa Heads. Uh, Harry Torrens from Newport looked to be the one to beat in that 19 men's. He just got jammed on the way out and came off his ski, so that was disappointing for him, but Maruchidor, wow, they were outstanding in the 19s across the weekend, so congratulations to Joel. In the 19 female single ski, maybe... The most dramatic race of the carnival for me. Eliza Johnson from Swansea Belmont claiming gold after, honestly, being five waves behind through the shorey. She came into the race as the heavy favourite. She came out of her ski 
moments after the start, and we thought that was it. But a set coming out the back held up the entire field. She was first to pop through the other side. Caitlin Miller from Northcliffe second. Olive Pierce from Burleyheads Mowbray Park in third. And in the 17s, it was Jake Morris from Newport getting the better of his brother, Mitchell Morris, also from Newport. Charlie Walker from Cooks Hill, the Newcastle club, having a classic there. Bailey Clues was fourth. He was the defending champion. But Jakey Morris is putting a lot of work into his ski paddling. We're going to see that more and more in the ocean skis. A very worthy winner. In the 17 female, it was Alyssa Bailey from Northcliffe in one, Natalia Drobot from Avoca in two, and Emerson Hardy from Northcliffe in three, all rising stars in the sport. So that was our single ski paddling. Let's step into the doubles. The double skis were absolutely cutthroat. They were left until the Sunday morning by officials. They didn't know whether they were going to be able to run them. And i tell you what, they ran them pretty quickly. <laughs> it was back. so much fun racing in these doubles. Mac, no doubt it would have been really exciting to have watched it unfold as well. Yeah, I actually managed to get a double paddle in with Kev. Uh, it was very short-lived. We got flattened on a one-foot shore break. I leant back, he leant forward and pulled me out of the boat. And then we just sort of <laughs> floated around the field. But uh, not even around the field, just around the course. But it was um, it was really interesting to see unfold. Um, it was a lot of short... You know, the surf had dropped off quite substantially, almost halved in size, but there was still enough havoc to be to be wreaked on the back bank. Um, there was it was still really low tide, a lot of water moving. You know, even even those double skis can be stopped with that amount of water. So. There was definitely a couple of upsets as it went through. Um, you know, someone like Jackson Collins, Fletcher Armstrong were eliminated in one of the rounds. They were being quite cutthroat with the time they had. There's not much they could do about it. Maybe some scheduling, like I said, might have helped that. But look, really exciting racing. Um, the finals, obviously, were just, they're always cutthroat. It's, it's one of those, it's pure, pure testosterone that is fueled in that final. And no one gives an inch at all. You know, the single ski is hard enough with 16 of the best on the line. You imagine adding double that amount. You've got 32 people lining up. The whole thing's ready to go. But, Sam, you were actually in the final, so it's probably better that you talk me through that. And, Matt, I wasn't that far from the action as well. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Mac, it was a really interesting final the way it unfolded. I feel like the quarters and the semis were quite clear in that whoever got off the beach quickest had set themselves up. You had to feel for the boys that were in front of the final for me. That uh, was Riley Fitzsimmons and Jai Duffy from Northcliffe and Jamo Porter and Jet Kenny from Alex Headland as well. In fact, Jet, we didn't mention him in the single. He just missed out from being up the front of that final, but he was outstanding across the week. He was great. He was brilliant. Yes. And those two crews were out in front. The way that the cans were positioned out the back was that you were catching waves around that third can, especially on a double, you were really picking them up. So you can imagine the chaos in the final when... After coming around the third can to nothing, the boys in front see a set standing up. They're trying to backpedal at one point. Look, with hindsight, I don't think that was the right decision. Don't be doing that. The doubles no. move quick. <laughs> I, I kind of thought they should have put their foot down. But for the six teams that took the wave, they all actually held it as well. And then it came down to a sprint finish. And that is where Maxi Brooks and Jake Reese from Newport claim gold ahead of Sam and Tom Norton from Northcliffe. Nathan Neal and Lockie Galea from Allura got the bronze. Mitchell Trim and Luke Jones, they were fourth. They just missed out on a podium, as did Lachlan Tame and Peter Mitchell from Avoca. And 
little me and Justin McMullen from Redhead. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, I just want to give some praise to Justin. He had never paddled a double before like that. He had never steered one. He had no idea what was going on. He was actually wooing and yahooing going around the cans in the semi saying, yeah, boys, because <laughs> he was having so much fun. So yeah, that was a really good experience for us to be there on that front wave that when it's that close, fuck, it hurts not getting a medal. It really does. Yeah. What I will say about the guys who did get on that podium Maxie and Jake are relatively new to doubles paddling over the last two years, but they have spent a lot of time training on it. They were second last year. It's no surprise that they win the gold this year because they've put in the work. Sam and Tom have paddled a lifetime together. It's heartbreaking that they were so close but couldn't quite Mm. get there. And I love seeing Nathan Neal and Lockie Galea from Allura get on that podium too because they've put the work in. And that's what it is. Like, there's no shortcuts to doing this. You just simply have to put the work in for that. You're exactly right. There is no shortcuts around it. And, you know, they prove that it's regardless of the surf size, there will always, you know, sounds cliche, the cream will always rise to the top. And, you know, there'll be people that are good that miss out, but the people that are going to win will always get through because they've done all the little things. Um, you know, there might be one or two that slip through the cracks, but, you know, at an Australian titles, there's always going to be people that are deserving of that title, regardless of the conditions that come out on the day. Coming down that lead wave around those cans, we were so close together that I could not get a paddle in either side coming down the face of that wave. Just steer straight, lean back and hold it. Max and Jake on our left and Lockie and Pete on our right. And Justin, who, as I said, had never really caught waves on the double before, didn't know what was going to happen. But yeah, really good experience, really close race. Such a shame that wasn't filmed. I have no, the broadcast was there ready to go. I don't know what's happened there, why that wasn't recorded, because it would go down as one of the classic open men's doubles finals. In the women's, a really good result for me, for the sport wasn't of paddling. It? Half Moon Bay, Sarah Bray and Madeline Hurst taking gold ahead of Danielle McKenzie and Mackenzie Duffy from Northcliffe and Ella Beer and Natalia Drobot from Avoca in third. In fourth was Burley Heads, Mowbray Park. That was Junaya Massey and Kirsty Hardstaff. Hannah Minogue and Jasmine Locke in five. And from Mona Vale, in position number six, was Kira Boozville and Alex Jackson. Mac, how good is it seeing the Mooners on top of the podium? <laughs> it's really exciting. I um, Unfortunately, I was... In th- I don't know what happened, but at the end of my role in Live Heats, I was basically a glorified food runner. So I was up there at the official tank grabbing my team food and I actually missed the start of the the double. Um, I was only fortunate enough to see, you know, Ivoka there in front. Um, They'd done, it looked like they'd done all the work the whole way through. They kept pushing and pushing through this infamous Kira gutter. Um, On a double ski, you'd think that you'd you'd be able to get there the whole way through, but the second wave for the Half Moon Bay and the Northcliffe girls really picked them up and you never want to be just in front when that North Kira double up comes and unfortunately they were and you you get uh, and fortunately for the Northcliffe and the Half Mooner girls you just get that slingshot all the way to the line it was like a Voca just you know poof out the back door and the rest those two girls all the way neck and neck right to the line it was exciting stuff and you know as much as i'm rooting for northcliffe it was really cool to see the half mooners come out on top i know it would mean the absolute world to them yeah huge celebrations for that club down there and that paddling community as well they do so much for me in propping up the sport too they always travel to all the events they've got such a big squad too so many paddlers and they have so much fun doing it so so stoked for that 
Ella and Natalia from Avoca, we're going to be seeing so much more of them in future. They're both really talented kayakers as well as surf paddlers. So no doubt they will be back. In the junior doubles, which also did run on that Sunday morning, it was Newport's Team B of Harry Torrens and Bailey Clues. They were really commanding on their way to gold in the 19 double. They finished ahead of Jack Keeper and Tanner Baxter from Northcliffe in silver. And in third was Burley Heads Mowbray Park with Sean Riley and Jaden Murphy. And then over in the under-19 female double ski, it was Manly Team A of Ella Garrett and Sophie Walters in one. Malulaba in silver, which is mm. Kate Regan and Lily Turden. And Maruchidor claiming bronze, Dominic Stitt and Phoebe Woodhouse. That's the doubles, Mac. There's one to go, and that's the <laughs> ski relays. An Aussie's edition of the Paddler's Pod. And to anyone who is a bit of a surf life-saving nut out there and maybe an iron competitor who's listening, we'll give you the hot tip coming from, well, now a bronze in the open ski relay. <laughs> but the reigning mixed double champion in Maka Heinard is that the key to becoming a good paddler is that you don't stop paddling this time of year. Mm-hmm. We used to do that a lot when we were younger. You'd put the paddle silly, down for silly. like five months. And then you'd pick it back up at the, when the weather starts to get warmer and you don't even know where your hands are going. You actually should paddle all the way through. And the best way to make sure that you do that is that you get fitted out with the warmest gear. And that is available at vicobi.com. The V cold range is uh, is nothing short of incredible and something that I've definitely got my hands on. I, I know I sound a bit of a weakling when I say this, but I really wished... I had have been privy to it when I was back in Wollongong all those years ago. Instead of rugging up in multiple ski thermals, I can... Um, like going to Audi and trying to get the winter ski yeah. specials in Audi. Oh, Just as many as you can to try and keep warm. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad that I just have to worry about one layer this time and it, and it does the whole job. Yeah, that's exactly right. For anyone who's wondering what we did on that, I used to wear like three or four layers in those sessions in the morning and you would still get cold <laughs> as so now I'm only wearing yeah. the V flex pants. I'm wearing the V cold flex force top and that's it. In fact, I'm actually slipping into the booties as well. The paddling socks, mate, they're so, they're so good. So that's all you need to make sure that you're still on the water throughout winter. It's exactly what you want to do. Keep those arms ticking over because the run up to Aussies actually starts now. Don't lose that touch. Keep your form in the boat and keep your body warm with all of the best gear from Vicobi. Head to vicobi.com to shop the full range today. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because we're ski paddlers, but outside of the Taplin finals, the ski relay final is the most exciting race of Aussies. Am I wrong mm-hmm. in saying no, that? No, no, not at all. It is... Um... It is such a coveted event and one that is so widely known and so widely respected. It's been going for so long and there's such history within it. You look at the pedigree of paddlers that have been in the team together. It's um, it's absolutely outstanding. So you're definitely not wrong in saying that. The results are as follows. Taking home the gold medal was Newport Team B. Dad's Army, Luke Morrison, <laughs> Luke Jones and Greg Tobin. Greg Tobin has been at the forefront of ski paddling for, well, more than 15 years now, and that was his first Australian title. Can you believe Luke Morrison has claimed his sixth Australian gold medal? That is phenomenal. That is South Australia's best ever export, Mm -hmm. no doubt. Uh, And let's not write off Luke Jones as well, who's still living in South Australia and is still paddling at the forefront. In second was Northcliffe, which was Riley Fitzsimmons, Sam Norton, and Matt Bevilacqua. 
In third was Redhead Team A, which was Justin McMullen, Isaac Costello, and yours truly. In fourth, <laughs> right there, the Surfers Paradise, Ali Day, Sam Roy, and Max Beattie. In fifth was Mermaid, Jared Wiseman, Hamish Chapman, and Simon Murphy. And in sixth was Chris Bolt, Daniel Moll, and Tannant Linden from Karawa Mac. I don't know where to start breaking this down. I think I'm just going to do a quick overview of the legs. Jackson Collins absolutely obliterated that run on the way in of the first leg. It was him and Mitchell Trim out in front. Jacko chose to chase the little bump through the bank that was there. Trimmy stopped and waited for the wave that was picking everyone up. And it did pick up a few paddlers as well. Me and Ben Carberry, who was paddling first from Corumban, actually pulled off the wave because we didn't have our skis straight and turned around in time. I thought at the time that was a huge mistake. As for Jacko, well, when that wave got to him in the gutter, he couldn't pick it up. So North Bondi went from first to, mate, probably about ninth or tenth. It's incredible. But the race was not over then. Riley Fitzsimmons with an incredible paddle from Northcliffe in second to put them right up in contention. But coming into that third leg, it was Northcliffe Team A, Newport Team A, and Alex Headland. The three of them were clear, and that looked like it was the medal sorted. There was a chase pack of about four or five people. I couldn't believe my eyes that Isaac Costello was out there <laughs> leading that pack. Luke Morrison was sitting on his wash. I do not know what was doing there. And then disaster struck. A set coming and breaking over the third can as the boys were going around it. All three coming off their ski. Jakey Reese from Newport and Jared Campbell from Alex Headland sadly losing their skis. Matt Bevilacqua, who was Northcliffe's third paddler, doing really well to hold on to it. And, mate, just like that, we were actually standing on the beach, and I was saying to Justin how proud I was of his paddle. He had such a good paddle to bring us back up after. I felt that I had let the team down, and I thought the race was over. And then you just start hearing people screaming on the beach, and I looked up. I couldn't believe my eyes. And then it just became this drag race paddle for everyone coming back in. There was no runs for them. In the end, it was Luke Morrison, Isaac Costello somehow getting down this runner to join him. And out wide was Matt Bevilacqua. And then a sprint finish for the ages. It was so tight. The fastest ski paddler on sand for a long time now. He's 37. He's got three kids. But he was untouched in that sprint finish. <laughs> Luke Morrison claiming a famous gold medal for Newport. Bevy just edging out Isaac Costello for the minor medals. Mate, I don't even know where to begin with that. What did you make of that? Look, I think you summed it up pretty well. It was, um, It's one of those races, uh, and I will say that, and I'll touch on board paddling for the only time in the episode, is that board pad- the board relay and the ski relay, you can have the best team on paper, and even more in the ski relay. Like, you know, we turned up Wednesday thinking, you know, it's going to be flat. Um, we might as well, I might as well put North Bondi's one on the uh, live on the live heats program, but that wasn't that was certainly wasn't to be the case at all. You never know what's going to unfold, regardless of the fact that we went to North Kier. It's meant to be flat. A one foot wave can upset you know upset the best of them, and that's what happened. And you know, looking at the results, it wasn't like a people. It wasn't like yourself. It wasn't like Newport B. It wasn't like you know the Northcliffe guys that they weren't deserving of the places they came. Um, you just never know what's going to happen. And that's racing and that's the beauty about it and that's why we love it. And I think yours and um, Justin's expressions as you're walking up to see Cozzy just in disbelief of like, oh my God, we got third. Like, we have a medal now. And that means the world. It's such, such a 
massive event that everyone always looks up to. And if you're a part of a team that ever wins a medal in that, and especially a gold, it's really special and really something special to celebrate with your friends. Look, I don't want to make it about me in any way, but (laughs) I'm just going to touch on what you said just there, Matt, because you actually made a really good point. The three of us have been best friends since we were kids. We went through nippers together. Justin grew up two doors up the road from him. I've known him my whole life and we are best mates. Are the three of us the strongest ski paddlers in the country? I don't know, maybe not. We got seventh last year at Maroochydore when it was dead flat and we knew that we needed something to go our way. But the reality is, is that, mate, for our club to have won that medal and for us to have won that medal with each other, it felt like winning. Like yep. I burst into tears when Cozzy got down that wave and we got crossed the line and got that bronze medal because like, fuck, these guys are my best mates and we have dreamed about this for so long we had everyone back home in Redhead in Newcastle celebrating, sending videos of them getting emotional, crying. Like Peter Scott was riding every single stroke in that ski relay final. And he's a guy who's won them. He's gone to the Olympics. And, you know, his kind of reaction to it sums up how much it means to a community club like Redhead. And it's like what we spoke about with Half Moon before winning that double. No disrespect to the bigger clubs like Northcliffe. Like I know that the guys in that team too, you know, really wanted it. But it felt really nice for me to be a part of it, but also just to see a club like Redhead actually get on that podium. And for, and that's what Newport, their B team winning was like as well. You know, Greg Tobin, he lives in Newcastle, but he's been close friends with Luke Jones and Luke Morrison for a really long time. The three of those guys to achieve that together meant a lot. Um, and that's not to discount Northcliffe as well. Like they deserve their place. They're three incredible paddlers. There was a lot of interest with their ski relay selection coming into that final. Matt Bevilacqua was in there because, well, as the selectors said, he was going to beat anyone up the beach, but it wasn't quite to be, was it? Mac, that's just the way surf paddling goes. <laughs> Sometimes you can't foresee the unforeseen, um, and I think that race is a testament to that. You know, you have people in positions where you think they're, they're meant to be for particular reasons and sometimes it doesn't unfold the way you do but you've got to take the risk to um to get you there and put yourself in that position it's a special event and it holds it's held so dear by so many people um around the paddling community and it's it's incredible to see what the sport's been able to um deliver over time and and the history that it's created and something that we're a part of um you know we both now have ski relay medals and they're really special ones um, and something that I'll cherish forever and I think that that speaks volumes for all things in the Australian Championships. I actually went for a run the other morning, Macca, my first bit of exercise since going to Aussies and while I was running I had a call from Isaac Costello who was our third paddler in that ski relay and I said, Cozzy, what are you up to? And he said, I'll just finish the track session. And I said, a track session? He said, yeah, I'm never getting beaten up the beach again. <laughs> I had to feel for him because look, we actually, I should have mentioned it before when I said that maybe on paper, we're not the fastest ski relay. They're probably the fastest board relay on paper. Like Justin got third in the board final last year. Him and Cozzy have both won a couple of state open board titles. They are unbelievable board paddlers. I don't want to discount their paddling prowess at all. But yeah, look, I think that's one that we're going to be going after for a long time. And if we don't come closer than our bronzy, I'll be pretty happy with that because that was a really special moment for us. Thank you for indulging me in that macro. But, mate, those small clubs, the results that they get, that's, that's for me what this sport is all about. 
Let's check out the open female ski relay. That was won by Burley Heads Mowbray Park. Janae Massey, Kirsty Hardstaff, and Jade Hardstaff taking gold. Ahead of Northcliffe Team B, Georgia Miller, Harriet Brown, and Lucy Derbyshire. Manly Team A, Rachel Crera, Naomi Scott, and Ella Garrett in third. In fourth was the heavy favourites for this race. Northcliffe Team A, Danielle McKenzie, mm. Hannah Scully, and Mackenzie Duffy. Maruchidor Team A in five, Alicia Fay, Alex Clark, and Tiani Massey. And in six was Newport A, Gemma Smith, Lizzie Wellborn, and Sasha Torrens. Mac, we spoke about surf. There was a bit of surf in that final as well. And once again... The upsets deliver. That's exactly right. They, um, there's no shortage of that. And it is, like we say, Northcliffe Team A, you've got Hannah Scully, Danny McKenzie, and Mackenzie Duffy. Like All those paddlers are incredible and incredible in surf. So for them to finish fourth, it just speaks volume of you don't know what's going to happen come race day. And, you know, for those girls, I'm sure they probably thought, similar to a couple of people that raced and, you know, particularly in some events, they thought they were almost a shoo-in. And I would have said that they were too on paper. But paper's not reality and paper's not racing. So uh, I wasn't actually privy to, to watching the race unfold, unfortunately. I was, you know, running around doing all the rest of it. But... You know, I'm sure that you have some great insights on, on what unfolded. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, we were racing our men's ski relay around the same time, but mate, there was carnage. That was the word that everyone was using afterwards, absolute carnage, because that was when the surf started to get up as well. So for the, I think it was the first leg that there was really a lot going on in terms of that back break, but that's what it's all about, negotiating that. As I said, Janae Massey and the hard staff sisters, Kirsty and Jade, they managed to negotiate it. That's what it's about. You look at that Northcliffe Team B as well, Georgia Miller, Harriet Brown, and Lucy Derbyshire. Like With Georgia and Harriet racing too, that is where they're so successful in the Ironwoman events over the years is because you just have to go in and out of that break clean. And that's half the battle, especially in surf like that. So congratulations to all of our medalists, to all of our teams in that one as well because it was a really great race. We'll quickly flick across to the Junior Scary Lay Finals. It was Maruchidor Team A winning the under-19 men's ahead of Northcliffe Team B and Seacliffe Team A as well. So good to see Seacliffe on the podium. They were also on the podium in the Junior Girls as well. We'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, outstanding result for Seacliffe. Outstanding result for Maruchidor. They were so dominant in the under-19 races across all disciplines, across the whole week. That was Mitchell Stitt, Oliver Monaghan, and Joel Piper. Ahead of Northcliffe's Team B, Byron Richards, Taylor Chamberlain, and Tanner Baxter, and Nathaniel Drummond, William Spencer, and Liam Summers from Seacliff. Awesome result for them. The under-19 female ski relay was won by Alex Headland, Summer Ralston, Taylor Halliday, and Abby Talano. Ahead of Newport's Team A, Piper Harrison, Alex Lafere, and Kimberly Doyle. In third was Burley Heads Mowbray Park, Lily O'Sullivan, Charlotte Cross, and Olive Pierce. Again, those waves causing so much havoc in the ski relays. It was so good to race him. Under-17 men's ski relay final will Mac. I don't know if I've ever seen a race that was won by so far. Newport's Team A, <laughs> dead set, six or seven waves in front. That was Bailey Clues. Mitchell Morris and Jake Morris, Bailey coming in with two waves and both the Morris boys putting on a similar amount across that race. Bulleye in silver, Brock Neal, Jack Wilson and Jake Potter. So good to see Bulleye back on the podium. Thanks to coaches Hannah Minogue and Mick Locke down there playing a big part, no doubt. And then it was Alex Headland in bronze, Jodie Burns, Jacob Dickey and James Mellington. And then in the under-17 female ski relay final, it was Northcliffe Team A in first, Claudia and Alyssa Bailey with Emerson Hardy. Metropolitan Caloundra 
in silver. Either Ashworth, Jade Gardner, and Maggie Princehorn. And in third was Seacliff, Katie Nat, Chelsea Gents, and Georgia Warrener. Mac, their celebrations when they crossed the line were the best of the entire carnival. They swore on the live stream. <laughs> they cried. They couldn't believe it. Love it. So good to see. And Ocean Grove was fourth. I'm going to mention fourth in this one. Ocean Grove, Lily Hallam, Alice Moon, and Zoe Honey from Ocean Grove in Victoria. Mate, that was so close and they did so well. Hopefully, we see more of them as they come through the age groups as well. So, mate, that was that. I don't know if, really, if we really offered much this then besides reading out the results, but I hope I hope everyone enjoyed <laughs> listening to that as well because, you know what, we speak a lot about why Australia is at the kind of forefront, South Africans don't kill me, at the forefront of ocean skier paddling, and it comes from surf life saving. This is the breeding ground for this sport, and there are more and more surf life saving paddlers who are looking at what's happening with the ocean ski series and wanting to get involved. It's an incredible talent pool. It's an incredible training ground for that. And Mac had delivered another stellar season at the Aussies this year. You're exactly right. It's um, it's really exciting. And I always love love watching it. Uh, I love being a part of it. Uh, I don't think I'll ever not be able to be a part of it. We've just spoken about how special it is to us both and to the Australian paddling community. It has so much history that we you know, can continue to rattle off the names that have come through, that have gone through the surf life saving ranks and gone on to be Olympic champion, ocean paddling champions. It's just, it's astounding. So look, for me, it's something that will, will always be on the calendar, something I'll always watch, something I'll always want to be a part of. It's such a good point that you made there, Mac. And that was probably my biggest takeaway from Aussies this season was that, man, I love it. I love it so much. And <laughs> it's not just the racing that I love, although I do love the racing. It's, just being up there with your mates, doing team events, like yeah. I mentioned before, with your best friends and representing your club. So it was awesome. Thanks for talking clubbies, Mac. We'll put that one back on the shelf <laughs> until next year. Thanks to everybody yeah, who was yeah, listening. Next year. We're going to be back next week with our regular programming because there actually is a bit to chat about too, not only in Australia with the Foster Race Weekend of the Australian Ocean Racing Series, but also things doing overseas. And that will continue to be the case more and more as we approach international racing season. So Get paddling, everyone. Get paddling. We'll chat to you soon. In fact, get paddling and feel the inspiration from this music. This is what champions are all about. <laughs> the new final song at the Aussies. This is the bongo song that's Racing. replaced the traditional classic. Good on you, Maka. Well done, mate. Thank you for your work, and we'll, uh, we'll chat to you soon.